Welcome to Two Watch Who, a Doctor Who podcast. I'm Mark. I'm Sarah. And I'm a Doctor Who fan. And I'm new to watching Who. <laughs> watching for the very first time. Very first time. Hey, that was a good one. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, where are we this week? Where um, are we, Mark? We are on a sailing ship. Okay, yeah, yeah, fair. There we go. Oh, but yeah. is it really? Is it a ship? Oh, no, we're in space. Don't know. Oh, no. no. <laughs> there we go. There's the intro. That was like the worst intro ever. But I did have something I, in my mind. It was that was the worst, actually. That was oh, yeah, pretty shit. I did think of something earlier, but it's completely gone. Anyway, let's let's carry on. <laughs> How um, are you? Yeah, fine. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know what's going on. I don't I know what's I... going on. Oh well, I tra- I've been travelling again for work, and um, I told you this, I think, but like obviously, I haven't told. So this all happened very recently, but I lost my purse while I was travelling. I don't know the full story. Tell us all the full story of your purse. I was in the middle of a rural area in North Wales. I just got to the hotel, checked in, but I had to to get a bus to another place. So I knew the bus was arriving in like 10 minutes. So I literally checked in, dumped my stuff, left. And I had my purse on me because I paid with cash because everything's cash. I had loads of change. Got there and then managed to get a lift back off someone. So that was fine. It was just down the road. And then I'm eating my tea in this like, hotel, this pub, and um, my phone rings and it's the bank. Say, it was someone saying they're the bank, saying there's been weird activity in your card. And the detail they had was scary. Like they knew my name. They knew my email address. They knew my the foot last four digits of my card. They had like a lot of information. And... It was quite hard to hear because there was noise going on. So I'm going, what, what? And as I'm like having this conversation, I'm trying to find my purse and realize my purse is missing. So, oh, and that was the other thing as well. They were like, they knew where I lived. They knew loads of stuff. So I got outside and then I could hear like the noise in the background. There was like kids and stuff. And I was like, this, like, they're not ringing from home. The fraud people at the bank, like, this is a secure thing. So I was like, no, there's no way. So... I said something and they hung up. So I was like, I need to cancel my cards or I need to, need to check that my bank account's okay. And then I was like, but my purse is missing. So I go back up to the room. It's not, I was like, no, because I definitely had it. So then like I called the people to check that I'd not left it in the place and I hadn't, they went to check. And I was like, okay, well, the only place it is is that bus because I definitely like had it to pay on the bus. And so I tried to ring the bus. So all this is what I'm trying to cancel my card. I've no cash on me either. So I, before I froze my card on my phone, my Monzo card, I got some cash out quickly. The hotel like did a whatever. So I'd like a, like fiver on me. <laughs> like, and luckily I'd paid for a few things. I'd paid for breakfast already. I'd paid for my tea. I'd just paid with my phone because I didn't realize my card, my purse was missing. So anyway, so... I tried to ring the bus company and they're only open Monday to Friday, nine to five. I was like, great. Like, like I'll go literally the next day. I'm like, I'm literally here for an overnight. So that's already stressful enough. I'm like, someone's tried to fraud me. I've lost my purse. Can't do anything about it. There's also, I never have cash on me, but, and you, I've told you this, but like, 
I, I, my nails that I get done, she pays cash. So I just got the nails and she's not been well, so it got cancelled. So the money was still in the purse. So it was like 60 quid in there. And I also thought, well, I'll keep it because I'm travelling and I'll be in a rural area. It's handy to have cash. So all of it was just gone. And I was just like, bloody hell. And then just as I was getting into bed, the US, I just bought a new phone cable and the end of it had bent. And I was like, it was. I'd literally bought it the day before in town, and it bent and was unusable. And I was like, "What is going on? Like, this is ins- like." And that's what broke me. That's <laughs> like, I could not stop laughing. I was like, "What is happening?" Like all these things. Anyway, so I travel back, and like you know, I, I put like on my stories about it, and um, someone, one of my friends, was like, "I'm in North Wales, traveling myself for work." If if it gets found, let me know because I'll I'll go and pick it up. And I was like, oh, that's really nice. Thank you. And then I, I did a form. This is the thing. I'll come back to this. So I did the form for like lost property on the bus website. Fine. And then we get to Monday and I called them because it said 48 hours, but I was like, I need to check if it's 48 hour working days. They were like, yeah, we will get in touch with you. If we don't hear from us, it's gone. And I was like, fine. Okay. So I've kind of come to terms with it and like I'm just thinking about how the hell you replace like it's not it's just like it's your identity and it's like all those things it, you just I was like even if it's gone I just feel weird that I don't know where it's like it's out there um and then I was telling them in work and someone went oh you never know someone nice might have found it and they contact you on social media and I was like how oh, do you know I didn't even thought to check because if they do it'll go into my head and it won't be you only get messages from friends so I looked and literally that morning someone had messaged me and it was I think the bus driver it could have been the duty manager but he had found he messaged me like hi this is a weird question but have you lost a person I was like yes I have (laughs) (laughs) and he was like yep it's here and we were trying to work out how to get it back I was like I mean there was cash in it he was like no everything's still here like there's cash in and everything and so I messaged my friend she was like um, the, I had gone to the Wrexham bus depot basically and she was like oh I'm in Wrexham on Wednesday so I'll collect it after I finish my meeting so I was like that's amazing they were like yeah that's fine and I swapped names and stuff like as in this person's coming here that that person said this and um, yeah and then she picked it up and brought it back and everything was in it like ev- all the cash that hadn't been touched uh, all my cards everything was in there which was awesome so it was a massive relief. It was just nice as well. More than anything, it's just nice to have it back. It's just like I say, it, and it's such a faff. Like I got a new card within a few days, but it was just that brief period of time. And then, oh yeah, and on the way, sorry, this is like a very long rant. Sorry. <laughs> so I had all that the night before. And then on the way back, there's train strikes, but not for transport for Wales. And it should have been a direct two and a half hour train. And instead it took six hours which was still quicker than the week prior when it took me eight hours to get back, but whatever. There'd been an accident between Shrewsbury and Hereford, so we had to get a bus, and then the bus, I lost my headphone case, so I can't, like, I've got my headphones here. I can't charge them. They're, like, useless now. I need to get a new case or something. So, yeah, that was, like, I was, like, what else is happening? (laughs) I was just, like, I just need to get home. I just need to get home and not talk or see the world it was yeah it was very very stressful well you got it back but i got it back which is amazing maybe that was your enlightenment getting your purse yes, back sure. <laughs> i've only ever have you ever lost like your wallet i think i've always found it i never completely lost for good i don't know sometimes i think and this is like it's probably too much but i sometimes think someone's looking out 
because there's been times where I've like thought I've lost really important things and like, you know, and then they'll just turn up in the randomest places or in the randomest way. That purse should have gone. <laughs> it was on a bus in North Wales. My mum, so this was this is over a year ago, she thought she'd lost her wedding ring and my dad's wedding ring. She'd put them in a box and she was having a clear out of stuff and couldn't find them after. And she searched and searched for like weeks before she told me. And she was just, she was really upset, you know. They're, they're important things, you can't replace them. And she was really heartbroken about it. She hadn't really told anyone. And then... This was literally a few days after my purse, actually. She called, she, uh, I was talking to her and she was like, well, I've had some good news. And I was like, oh, I thought she was she'd won the lottery or something. But no, she found the rings. Like a year later, she'd found them in a drawer she goes in every day. She was like, I go in that drawer every day. And she was like, I was looking for something in the drawer. And I was like, oh, what's that? And she moved something and they were there. And they've been there the whole time, potentially. But for like a year, she's been racked with this guilt that she'd lost something. I had the same, like the ring I got from my dad got me for my 21st. I was convinced it was missing. I searched, I called places I'd been like, and it took me like two weeks and I was like, that is gone. And I cried and I was like, I've just got to accept it's gone. Can't change it. And then it was like four or five weeks later, I opened a drawer that was empty. I knew it was an empty drawer because I was getting ready to move and it was just sat in there. And I was like, like, what are the chances of that? Like, this drawer's empty, and I just opened the drawer. You know, like you do when you're empty to double check, oh, that is empty. And I opened it, and it just, it was there. It's so weird. So sometimes, I don't know, I think, like, I think someone's having a little, I think they must have seen, like, let's at least give her the purse back. <laughs> but to balance it, she can lose a headphone case. <laughs> well, I can't think about how to link this to Doctor Who anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? If this ends up being a short episode, at least 15 minutes of this has been me talking about a purse. So there's that. Guys, you won't get a short one. You might just not get a lot about this episode. (laughs) Because also, we've both had really busy weeks again. It's that post-summer, isn't it? September, October to Christmas. Especially when we both work in events. They're always so busy. It's such a busy time. So, yeah, you've had a busy week. And we were saying, just before we started recording, we both finished this yesterday, but we couldn't record yesterday. And we're like, we think we remember it. Uh, yeah, it's been a while since I've seen this one. Really cool thing, what I really love in part one over everything, is how well the TARDIS is lit. When oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you love the most. Yeah, I mean... So you got them, they're playing chess and the Doctor's at the console and stuff, and it's that they've brought the light down because there's yeah, a power drain or something. But I'm just like, why have you never done that before? Like, you know, when we were that Castro Valva where they're walking around the TARDIS and that the first and that fifth yeah, yeah. and it's all brightly lit. And I said they could just need to bring down the lights and there's so much more atmosphere. Imagine all of those like Adric arguments with better lighting. It would just add a bit more to it, wouldn't it? It shows that they can actually do it when they want to do it because it just looks so much better, that set, with the darker sort of orange amber. Lighting. Yeah, it was. You're right. It was sort of like a warm glow rather than a white glow. And I know we've had like bright since like the 60s and all through the 70s and everything, but they could have just done something. So that that always like stood out to me whenever I saw it. I was like, wow, the TARDIS actually looks really cool. Um, and then we've got White Guardian coming in on things. This is basically part three of the, the Black Guardian trilogy. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> well, we left Nissa last week. She's gone. She's been left on Terminus. 
and we've got Tegan and Turlow. Actually, should we try? Should we go through their sort of characters in this? Yeah, let's start with Turlow. So he is being well. He's not sabotaging the TARDIS. Well, you, Tegan's still suspicious of him because he's sort of hanging around. There's not. He doesn't actually talk to the Black Guardian until like part three. There's no, quite no. a lot because we were getting fed up last time of him. Like he Tegan literally did, yeah. he did. He did nothing last week. I think this is a really good story for him, though. To I mean, it wraps everything up. Oh yeah, needed to happen. And you can see his frustration, and he obviously doesn't want to kill the Doctor. He's not even trying. But he's joining the he's joining Tegan the Doctor a bit more. He's getting into sort of what's happening a bit more. Are you sort of liking him more now? I actually, in some ways, found him even more frustrating in this. It was his acting, but it wasn't his acting. Do you know what I mean? As in, that's what that character is. And I think it's because you meet him as this sort of schoolboy and it's sort of that weird, I don't know, I can't put my finger on it. It's not, it's, I'm not saying he's bad at acting. It's just quite a frustrating character. If anything, he's probably good at acting because I find him so frustrating. I just, I cannot, and also I think it's the writing. Sometimes I think the writing tries to be a little bit too obvious. We know that he's been trying to conspire and there's just no point where I feel I trust him. Well, I don't think you're supposed to. No, but I think, like, as it's going on and you see that he's changing, he just says he doesn't want to kill him, right? I guess I want to see why he doesn't want to kill him. Because he was pretty convinced at the start, and then he hasn't, and he doesn't want... I don't know. I can't put my finger on it. I think sometimes they just sort of get stuck in, like, oh, well, he's in a conundrum or whatever, you know. Well, the Black Guardian has told Turlo that he, like, the Doctor's, like this evil being and obviously hanging around with him and stuff. He knows he's not. He also took the agreement because he wants to get off the planet because he is still an alien and he doesn't want to be on Earth. Um, actually, close watch a minute. He, I mean, Tegan's still in her outfit for one. I'm going to complain about that every week. But two, Turlo is still in his outfit. He's still in his school uniform. <laughs> still in that, I think that's what it is. He's still in that school uniform. It's really hard for me to believe him as an alien or something not of the planet. It's the excuses of him constant. He does constantly lie throughout. Well, he does. He's he wants to get off. I mean, they land on the this ship and everything. Um, he wants to go as soon as possible. He doesn't want to hang around. But what about the bit where obviously the Black Guardian's like, right, I'm going to kill you now because you're not doing what I say. And you can sit. I. What about when he jumps? You know, goes overboard in space, and all of that. All of that was. It got more interesting for me after he's been told that he can't leave the ship, and like he'll be stuck there forever. That's when his character got more interesting for me. But that's not until the end of the second episode. Yeah, I mean that's the turning point, and you can see his desperation there. And he's like really panicking. And I think that I think the doctor has known this whole time that there's something going on. I feel like he's not surprised about anything. At the end, Tegan's not surprised that he's working for the Black Guard. No one says anything like, what have you been doing all this time? They just accept it. But does it has it wrapped up everything with Turlo and that story? I think so, yeah. I, I think I'll find it more interesting now. I really enjoyed his like jumping off. That was an amazing cliffhanger. Um, and I thought from that point onwards, he was a little bit more... I mean, even... Lo- yes and no, because then in the third episode, he's saying to the Doctor... Like, the Doctor finds him, and he's been talking... Like you say, it's when he's talking to the Black Guardian. 
And he's like, what are you doing? And he's, like, and he's lying again. And I don't know. But then he does a bit of an ad trick as well, where he sides with the uh, with Rack. The... He does, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then is he actually? But then again, I think Adric was genuinely, you know, <laughs> siding with the villain a lot. But I think I don't know. You never know. He's doing it for himself. He's in it for himself. Whether yeah. that's he's not sort of with the Doctor and Tegan, he he sides with whoever's going to help him out of the situation. Sometimes I find that. The writing of his character is a little bit simple, I guess. And I think I'd have enjoyed a little bit more light and shade and complexity. I mean, like when he when Tegan's like seasick and stuff, he goes in to find her and like and they've got a bit of a relationship. It's not like he doesn't care about them as well. I think there is sort of ups and downs there. But then on the other hand, he's out there with the other guys, with the pirate guys. I'm not sure what he's doing. Like he goes into that airlock thing in the first place. Really, I don't. I, I don't really get it. He's, you know, that first episode, he's constantly like, "Let's go back to Tardis. Let's go back to Tardis." And other than the fact that like a white guardian's come, I could not work out. I was like, "Well, why does he want to go back?" Because the whole he's trying to get away. He doesn't want to go back to Earth. Surely he'd want to be like here and at least away and doing something than back on Earth. What is his like? What's his aim here? Other than just being like, oh, he even says like, you know, Tegan doesn't feel one. He's like, I think we should go back. And then they realise Tardis is missing. Like, it, I don't know. I don't know why. He wants to go back, but why? Why does he want to go back on the Tardis? To sabotage it? Well, we're already saying that he's maybe siding. He doesn't want to kill the Doctor. I don't know. I mean, he, it's still like a side story to the actual story that's going on. Although this does sort of wrap up like it is the Black Guardian. This is the point of it, in a way. It, it I mean, is supposed to. I mean, been leading to. And it has to have enough of a conclusion that when he makes that choice, you believe his choice. I think you do by the end. But it's the very end. Give me the doctor. And you can have this, the TARDIS, whatever you wish. I, when he was there, actually, no, I take that back because I think you do want the suspense of what will he do. And that was there. I think you want the, like, is he going to do the right thing or is he going to... What's he going to do? I think when he swiped it away, he wasn't expecting what happened. Enlightenment was the choice to... And also, I don't think that's fully explained. Like, you win enlightenment, so that's everything. Okay. These beings that live forever, they want enlightenment. Well, she was saying, Rack was saying that she wants to win enlightenment so she can... Because they're sort of, like, empty without yeah, like, reading people's minds and stuff. But I think if you win it, then you get sort of your own your own more of your conscience and you can rule and you can you have more power to do stuff you don't really have to rely because she says i don't have to rely on people if i win this i can have my own power rather than drawing it off i think that's what they're getting at and rack the pirate lady yeah she's been in it before hasn't she well so she is she was she sung the song in the gunfighters the cowboy one with dodo Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which means she is Auntie Mabel from Come Outside. Oh, that's what it was, yeah. <laughs> she looks so familiar. She looks so, and I was like, I can't, I knew you've been on this before. There she is again. Yeah, oh, she's brilliant. She's, she's really good. She's really good. Yeah. So Tegan, this is quite a good story for her. She has this whole thing with Mariner, which I think is really creepy. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest, there was a point, maybe in the third episode, 
when she's starting to like maybe warm to him a bit more. And he's made it very clear that he really likes that. And I wondered whether we've just had one go, are we going to have another companion go? Oh, God, I don't think she'd ever <laughs> stay yeah, with him. She warms to him in the third. That's her character. She's very, like, off, and then she warms to people. Well, just going back, like, it's. I think when you see those hands, like I'm doing now on the screen, I think that's really creepy when his hands come up on the TARDIS scanner. I don't know why. When I first saw that, I was like, and you see this face... I don't think they've got it quite right that there's someone outside of the TARDIS looking in. I think the proportions look a bit funny, but it it there's something weird about it that puts you at sort of unease. But it's and supposed then, to because he's like feeding off of her. And, and he, her emotion, he her plays feeling. it yeah, he plays it really well. He plays it brilliant. But it feel it's really uncomfortable. She's really like put out by like you can feel her uncomfortableness I, don't know, I feel like really like he's just like not saying no he's just like really on her the whole time and she you can feel like i don't know no one's really had that treated anyone or a companion like that before but it's weird because actually in some way like it's very clear that's what they do right he doesn't hide it and it because there's that really good scene when she closes off her emotions and thoughts to him and he says it and she's like yeah that you're not getting any more, walks away. And he doesn't get angry. He's like, oh, my God, you're so fascinating. <laughs> He's even yeah. more enthralled yeah. by her, if anything. And you, I think it is I think it is that sort of idea of, like, complete emptiness, loneliness. Because at the end, when he when he vanishes, she says, like, was well, there anything you can do? And he's like, no, they've gone. Yeah. I don't, uh, to begin with, it just feels really creepy and you feel oh, like yeah, you can yeah. read into some kind of consent thing in a way. Helps, I think that also helps set what the mood is, that things just aren't what you think and they're not, like, they're not on a ship in the 18th century. We're not on a yacht, we're on a ship. A spaceship. You wonder what they're on, what's going on. Things just aren't right, you know, they know he's coming, all this sort of stuff. He's a bit, yeah, like serial killery but also in but actually as it goes on and like you say she starts to warn to him a little bit because i think she starts to understand him a bit more and he's not gonna hurt he's just fascinated by her and he's not gonna hurt her or actually do anything because there's that bit in the later on when they're on the pirate ship and the doctor says keep an eye on tegan for me and he's like yeah i will i'll look you know i'll look after her i don't know i feel like there's lots of layers to it it's just written really well because they go to him and go, where is, where are people? Like he and he can sense him. He knows where. Like he's, I reckon he's up for a supporting character. Because he is, yeah. he very much supports them. And you're right. I think initially, it is quite weird and creepy. But I think that just helps set what's going on. It's not until the another great cliffhanger when they open the curtains and they're in space. That's a great cliffhanger. So wh- were you? Did you have any hints in that? Was that a sh- actual shock for you when you yeah, were genuinely shocked? I knew that. I, I mean, you know, it's made everything looks very detailed. Uh, what at most, I wondered whether you know they're feeling seasick, all that sort of stuff. I thought that like it was going to be an alien boat, but at sea. I was not expecting it to be in a race in space. I mean, like that image of the shading ship in space, a perfect Doctor Who image. It's something yeah, like Doctor absolutely. Who does. It's, it's great. Brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. I saw, I on the Blu-ray, have got CGI ships and effects. But even, I know the original one that you saw, it, it, it looks cool. It looks impressive. It looks impressive. great. It looks really cool. Like, it's a great cliffhanger. 
all the cliffhangers in this, not like the other week we were complaining about oh, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, they yeah. all push the story on. Suddenly we're in space, Turlo jumps off the thing, and then I think the other one is Rack like looking right into the camera, <laughs> like going, yeah, they all move the story on. It's perfect. It's, really, really it's a good, good writer. It's a female there. writer, actually, and we've only, this is the first like solo female writer. And I don't know, I just, it is just a really good concept. There's enough plot as well for the four episodes, again. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, Nothing feels too rushed. No, no. I, um, it's got a it nice pace. Seem, it does have a nice pace. Like, I think end of the second when Turlo jumps off is a great moment. To, and then we start the third with him being captured and brought on, and then we get introduced to a whole new load of things. Yeah, halfway through, you need that extra load of characters. Ooh, and it works really well. It does work well. And I like the idea that they're all from different times. Yeah, and they've got people to keep it authentic. Yeah, I think it all works great. I think it's like, it is really strong. It's pretty simple to follow. Once you get the idea of who they are, which is explained really well, it's sometimes they gloss these things and it's got just enough explanation that like, you understand how they work and how they think. We have an example of that when they take the TARDIS and we see it happening. And yeah, it, it just it's just got a nice structure to it we've given us enough without giving us too much that then when things happen it's not a surprise or anything you know so they're eternals um i don't think anything to do with the marvel ones i've not seen the marvel eternals i've not got that far in my marvel watch so oh, yeah. i don't know if they're the, sim- the same idea or not but i don't think I don't so think no so. no it's not enlightenment the movie by marvel although that would be cool <laughs> well it's on disney now so who knows <laughs> yeah um, actually, going back to Tegan, that room that the, that he creates out of her mind, which is bits of her TARDIS bedroom. Again, we've got the wicker chair. We've got the Black Orchid costumes back. Yeah. <laughs> but well. also, I mean, it's it's really clever. Great use of set, you know, just make a room and use some stuff from your other set, bring it over. Yeah, really well done. And yeah, because it's this sort of period time, the, the sets are great. They always do. They do the past better than the future on these things you do yeah yeah but there's just enough you know just a few controls here and there to make it like the spaceship but they've yeah it's just really really well done and that idea that episode one where there's something weird where you see like the wetsuits and you're like oh okay this it's just slightly out and then it explodes. although i don't i'm not sure if i like their actual you know when they've, they're all out there on the ship and they've got their visors up they look a bit clunky don't they the filming, because that's on film, obviously, because he's got to be on a wire flying around. That the lighting of that, it just always looks so much better on film. All of that stuff where they're up on top of deck. Oh yeah, the top of deck stuff looks great. It looks really engaging. So good, yeah, really, really good. Um, I think Rack and her pirate people are, are quite funny. She's a great. She plays it really well. Okay, she's a bit over the top. She's over the top, but it's a character actress and it's a very good character part. At one point, she's talking into the camera. Yeah, yeah. And a great contrast to the other guy who is the captain and he just plays it very alien and very... Very serious. Very, like, taking it serious. I wrote down that she does a good buffet. It's mostly vegetables, though, I noticed. (laughs) (laughs) Vegetarian buffet. (laughs) Oh, and actually... Tegan does get into another outfit for the first time this season. She does wear that dress, doesn't she? Well, I was going to say, she also wears her space outfit on the deck. Oh, true. Yeah, they all get into the space outfit. But when she changes into her her costume, finally, she looks amazing. Yeah, she looks great in that. Yeah, so that, that was nice. Uh, and what about the whole thing with the tiara and the, the red jewels that are the... 
yeah, I, it's all, it was all good. Like, like I say, it was there was enough of it to keep you going. Yeah, I did enjoy it. I liked the whole her like timing her out and her talking about I don't know, blinking you miss it. She says some sort of phrase or. It's not blinking, you miss it. What does she say? Um, Have you ever heard of time standing still? That's it. Yeah, yeah. I didn't really understand because she's getting the power from the Black Guardian all this time. That when it was when it was getting towards the end with that eye thing and then all of her faces and everything. I don't know. It didn't really. There was like so the Black Guardian. It feels like maybe the Black Guardian's been manipulating this whole time. Then and he sort of set it up and he's been behind this whole thing i feel like there is like a that's how it's sort of implied i'm trying to think on the effects you see a few ships whereas we're only engaging with two but it's almost like each ship is one of them you know one might be the white guardians sort of pureness knowledge doing the you know they've gone to the time period they do look after everyone on their ship it's a bit like um this is going back the war games. You know where everyone was taken out of their wars and put into yeah, yeah, it's yeah. A bit like that, isn't it? They've it taken out these really people like that actually. Yeah, and, and that was really effective. That worked really well. This is quite well regarded. I think in this season, it's but I think mainly because of that of that image of the ship, and there's really memorable characters. It's good. Tegan, Turlo, and the Doctor get plenty to do, and I think it does wrap up this whole Black Guardian thing. I mean. You got the White Guardian, Black Guardian. The White Guardian's now got a bird on his head on as well. He's got a swan, yeah. white swan and black swan or goose or whatever it was. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah. And the Black Guardian does mention about the key to time at the end as well. So it does all it does all wrap up. Uh I mean the only thing in this season, because we've had people returning every time in this, it's only really the Black Guardian in this story. Everything else is new. But I really like that concept of the Eternals in sort of books and things. I think it's implied that the uh, the toy maker is an eternal because it's oh, sort of yeah, the same kind of sense. thing. Yeah, yeah. He's bought maybe bored and just play and has all this power and is playing. They're a bit like that kind of character, they're, aren't they're they? Really, they're like it's that. a really cool idea that they like soak in from what's around them there. Otherwise, yeah. it's a vessel. It's it's a really cool idea. Without like you don't need any effects or anything for it. Just the thought and notion is kind of creepy enough. For me, ironically, the worst part of the story is the whole black white guardian part of it well yeah you've not really been a fan of that bit yeah you know ironically the whole point of the story is to conclude that i feel like it's a strong enough story in itself but then how would you because at the end they just they win and then they all just disappear and it's done so you need a more of a dramatic ending so you would have to have something else i mean because the dramatic ending i suppose was the tiara thing being broken up and the bomb he's throwing the bomb off the ship but then you need something else after that so it was all quite pace like it was just well it was like it was, it was a bit of a sunday evening type thing it wasn't too action heavy i think it's like the black guardian annoys me <laughs> right he's really annoying bless him well i mean we'll just go back to the whole point he does thing. like he'll say his lies and then he does <laughs> like his evil <laughs> laugh and i'm like I don't know. I, well, I've just found it quite a frustrating. And it's a shame because actually I, I was quite excited for it at the start. And then and that last one sort of ruined it a bit for me. And then this one's been, I don't know, a bit hit and miss. Well, the problem is with 
maybe the Black and the White Guardian being like Eternals as well, the ultimate power over everything. I mean, they stopped all of time with the key to time and everything before. Don't ask Turlo to kill the Doctor. Just kill him yourself straight away, and then yeah. you'll have to go through all of this. I think that's the whole sort of flaw. I mean, having this trilogy and the linked adventures, we haven't had that for a while, and we've got this storyline going through, but a bit like the key to time where they're like, right, we've gone through six stories. We're just going to break the key up again now and go back. I it's like that. It, preferred, it, in a way, rather than him being threatened, that he keeps appearing to him, right? So he's just this new companion on board on the ship. Oh, like he's he said, like I'm not, I don't belong here, and he thinks it's something. He thinks it's something to do with that, rather than this like fear of the Black Guardian and trying to do his will. So he's not trying to kill the Doctor or anything. He's trying to just get on with them, get to know them. But we we see the this Black Guardian character like keep engaging with him. And you're like, oh, what's that mean? What's that mean? Until this conclusion where it's like you've been in contact with him the whole time and hoping, I reckon, to do go to the evil side and support him. And in the end, he's like, I'm not going to do that. I want to be good. I don't know. That's a really blasé way of explaining that. But that was, the for me, that's been the least enjoyable element. But it's not been the worst. I don't think I'd say it's awful. I've just not enjoyed it as much. Well, they're trying something different, aren't they? They're trying to bring in another companion. It's a different way of bringing in a companion. It's it's a really cool way of bringing in another companion as well. Like, And it's really interesting to have a companion that you never really trust. There's a lot of things I get. I think I just struggle to get on board with it and him. And I'm more interested in him now that that's all out the way than I was before. How And if Tegan will be less suspicious, (laughs) moody... I feel like she had a rough time in this one. And then at one point, because Tegan wants to go back and the Doctor's like, no, like because she, obviously she feel creeped out by Mariner. That's what I meant before. Not and he, he wants to go back. Like, yeah. And then and then the Doctor's... And she she wants to go and then the Doctor's like, oh, I'll just stay kind of thing. She's like, no, I really want to go back because... And then obviously the TARDIS is not there, so they can't. But I was like, Do- you, Doctor, you can't just force her to be in a situation she doesn't want to be in. <laughs> like... She just wants to. She's getting. She's. She still wants to go back as much as possible as well. So she's got. Yeah, into that. again, that's it, that's a weird thing to me because she chose to come back and now she's sort of. There's a lot of unsettled. I feel, and actually, it's a good point. Like, yeah, she is very unsettled. She's got. I don't think her and the Doctor have the best relationship or chemistry. He's a bit out of order because he leaves her to get the message from the White Guardian. Then when he sees her, she's turned up and he's like, oh, what are you doing here? Like, I, uh, he is a bit quick, like... He's quick impatient. to make judgment on her constantly. That's It's like a throughout theme. Whereas... And then you've got... What's his name? I forgot his name already. Turlo, I wouldn't say Trowbridge. I don't know who Trowbridge is. Um, Turlo, who is very untrustworthy. So there's just a lot of like unsettled amongst them. It's very unsettled. And it's a shame because we started very cohesive. Because once Fingy had gone, I've forgotten his name. Oh, it's not my name. Adric, thank you. It's not my name. Night for names. Night for names. Names for night. It's not my name tonight. Night for names. Um, Once Adric had gone, it became much more harmonious and it felt like something we know. And maybe that's the point. Maybe they don't want anyone to feel settled. But 
It doesn't feel cohesive. Well, you'll be pleased to know the next story is two episodes. What? <laughs> you love a two-parter. I love a two-parter. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's already the best. Of the I thought you were going to tell me the, last one, the next one's the last of season. I was like, whoa, <laughs> but no, two-parter, bloody hell. Even better. Yeah. <laughs> it always brightens your day. Oh my two God, episodes. I've woke up now. Yeah, it's called The King's Demons. Okay. I'm guessing it's something to do with getting Turlo Towbridge, whatever his name is, back home. Because that's what it ended on. He did say he wanted to go back home. And they yeah. said, and the doctor says something like, oh, better than anywhere. Something like that. So I reckon it's something to do with that. That's my guess. And if it's only two, it feels like it is a way of getting him off and out of the way. I was um, going to say, um, Kardashians is back on. Yeah, I haven't. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to. Oh, and I finished the season of Only Murders in the Building. Oh no! See, I, have, I must have like three to go. So I, do you know what? Know. I really struggled with this season, but the last three I did boom, boom, boom. They were great. Like, I, and I, you'd think I'd love it because it's a very musical season. I don't know whether it's like because I've had a bit of a binge of it, and now we're going back to a weekly situation. But... I feel like it's easier to binge. I can't wait. Oh my gosh, I can't wait. You've got to watch it and I then we can talk about it. Yeah, I only had time really to watch Enlightenment and obviously I'm watching New Neighbours. Uh, the good thing about New Neighbours is New Neighbours. it's on at seven o'clock. It's like it Doctor Who. You've got like classic Neighbours and New Neighbours. Yeah. Like new so, Who. New na- so New Neighbours are watching in the morning, seven o'clock. Right. When it's, uh, Get when it's first watching. on. Yeah, so it doesn't have to be at the end of the day. Um, so that's still going well. My mum said something weird to me the other day, though, because she's she watched Old Neighbours and has started watching New Neighbours. She's getting a bit confused, I think, because she's when it was coming back, she was like, oh, I wonder how they're going to do it, because it hasn't been on for a while. I was like, no. She's like, I wonder, cause I wonder what the storylines are going to be like now they've got, like, computers and mobile phones and stuff. And I was like, it's only been gone for a year. Yeah. <laughs> like... I th- maybe she was thinking of the eighties. I don't know what was going on there. Did she forget they been on TV like for twenty years since then? As well? She was watching it when it was finished, so I don't know why. I, I don't know. I don't understand. She said, I mean, thinking now. about it, did you see many computers and mobile phones in old neighbours, classic neighbours? Yeah, it was set in the yeah. I know, but world. like, did you see them? I don't know. I don't yeah. want them. Everyone's all on their laptops in the okay, cafe and so, anyway. Anyway, it was a strange comment, but... (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to uh, Mark's mum. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Oh, and also, she always tells me... I I shouldn't really complain, but she always... Every time she phones me now, she tells me what David Tennant has been up to and what he's been doing and what he's been in. As, As if... I mean... Okay, David Tennant has been is Doctor Who, and he's a very popular Doctor. He's not really my favourite Doctor, though. I'm not that. Ooh, I'm not like the biggest. I'm not the biggest David Tennant fan. You know what like, though? It, that's like my dad. So my dad used to say to me, "Well, your friends on TV." And I'd be like, <laughs> "Who's that?" Like, I mean, at least it could be anyway. Oh, Mr. Bean. <laughs> uh, what? There's always Mr. Bean or something like well, your friends on TV, and I'm like, who? <laughs> I don't know, Garfield. I literally, it could be like, but they're my friend. They've been my friend. Mr. Bean was a popular one. Oh, your friend, or like, oh, your friend's on TV. It's usually Mr. Bean or something. It would usually be that. But like, there was this period where everyone was my friend. Oh. 
And it's, that's oh, kind of like your mum and David yeah. Tennant, like, oh, here's what David Tennant... Like, you know, I think it's like a parent's way of, like, bonding over something they know you yeah. like or used to like. Yeah. Well, and I think because he's in a lot of... He's always in stuff, isn't he, as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have sure you watched Good like, Omens yet? No, I haven't seen that oh, yet. Oh, no. love. No. Uh, my mum's watched that, though. Yeah, that's why she's got that David Tennant in it. It's really good, isn't it? Anyway, okay, well, we'll see you all next week for The King's Demons. The King's Demons, And you yeah. can follow us on Twitter, X, and Instagram at 2WatchWho and support us at buymeacoffee.com forward slash 2WatchWho. And we'll see you then. Bye. Bye. To Watch Who.